everybody has a story and sharing your story is so important. I've had so many people tell me that their story is not interesting and those are usually the best stories. And if you think your story isn't important, you're wrong. <laughs> Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes, set the foundation for your success, get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome everybody to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. I'm excited. I'm excited for you today because not only do we have somebody who's prior Air Force, but we have somebody who brands themselves as a prior service member transitioning over to what they do full time. And I've always heard it said of some guys back in the day, they don't say that their wife stays home or they don't say that some girls who say that their husband doesn't just stays home, but they don't work outside of the home for income. They don't leave the house to go to an office. However, there's a significant amount of work to put together a house. There's a significant amount of work to actually find a need out there in the market, very similar to what our guest has been able to do and do so well that she was just sharing to me before the show that she has some high value targets that are coming on to her show now. And she's experienced this whole transition into podcasting. So I'm excited for you, the listener, to get a peek into the mind of a airman to mom. And so we have Amanda Huffman on the show with us today. Amanda, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. 100%. Well, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. Isn't it funny that in today's world where there's a significant amount of accomplishment, a lot of adulation around success, that sometimes people just, they kind of skip over the fact that it takes time to accomplish something significant, right? It's, it's okay to, to choose slowly and to enjoy the flavor as you experience some failure in your lifetime. And that's what this show is about. Knucklehead was founded on the principle that not everybody is out there that's perfect, despite what social media or what filter you're running through your Snapchat app at this point <laughs> makes it seem like. Quite frankly, there's a lot of heavy lifting that's involved if you're trying to accomplish something significant, which each one of you have a purpose. Each one of you do have something significant that you are called to do in your life. And there's somebody out there who needs to hear your story, right? Businesses have, have applied this format to if these walls could talk. If there's a if these walls could talk format to your show, giving your audience, your highly targeted audience, that specific audience, consumable type products, that's what these stories are there for. And that's why Amanda's on the show today. Amanda is going to talk to you a little bit about her background. So Amanda, you tell me, give some people some, some seasoning, so to speak, on who you are and what the transition was like. I mean, you were in the Air Force, so we appreciate your service and what you do in the Air Force and kind of what your background is. So my family has no military background. And after September 11th happened, which was my senior year of high school, I started looking into the military about a year or so after that. And I was going to enlist into the Air National Guard. But while I was doing research, I found about found out about ROTC. And I went to the ROTC open house and I fell in love with the program. And I was excited that I could continue to go to school and get my degree and kind of try out this Air Force thing and see if I liked it. Um, but I ended up loving it, and that's how I met my husband, and I got my degree in civil engineering. So I was in the Air Force for six years as a civil engineer. Uh, I started out at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico, and the F-22 was coming there, so we were doing the F-22 bed down. And then I got tasked for a deployment to Afghanistan with the Army, which was not part of my plan. <laughs> um, so I went to Afghanistan with the Army on a provincial reconstruction team, which had us interacting with the people and going out. And we were helping rebuild schools, bridges, roads, all the infrastructure. And so Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. I have to ask you, as an airman, what was, uh, excuse me, or airwoman, 
Is there a delineation? How do you do that? No, Is it airmen, no airwomen? How's that work? We're airmen. We're airmen. All right, okay. All right, cool. Marines, it's it's simple. You got one word, male or female. Right. Marines, it's funny they 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 delineate between they they used to call it it's like you dark green marine or just green marine. <laughs> and I'll let your imagination play with what that infers there. Anyway, when you're dealing with the army, do you use a translator? Like how do you communicate with them? I don't I'm, the Army and the Air Force, I mean, because the Army Air Corps comes back from the Air Force came from it. So actually, a lot of the terminology is similar. And oddly enough, the base I was at at Holloman was tasked to do this like emergency response thing. So I actually deployed my first time to Florida for Hurricane Ike response. And that terminology that the emergency management uses is almost the exact same as the Army. So it wasn't really planned that I would have that experience. So I had all that acronyms and the words and I kind of knew what they were talking about. Like I knew what S1, S2, S3, S4. I knew what those meant because I learned it for that deployment response task force that we had been assigned to. Interesting, interesting. So there wasn't a huge learning curve there. In terms of talking with other people in a different service, did you feel as if there was actually an adequate amount of banter back and forth between the two? I mean. I know in the Marine Corps, it always comes up. You always have somebody somewhere who makes some snarky comment about eating crayons and we like crayons. So back up. You know what I'm saying? People would be like, uh, well, you're in the Air Force. And I'd be like, I'm on the same deployment as you. Like, it's you can't. They would pick on us, but it's like, we're here. And I live in a tent and I'm in the Air Force. But I did enjoy it when at the end of the deployment for like the last week and a half, I got released back to the Air Force and I was so happy to be like in the nicer tents and not have to be <laughs> in the army. So it was an interesting experience to be sure. I bet. I bet. Well, the point of, of Knucklehead is to dive into really quite frankly, just when things didn't go the way that they had planned, right? You had come up with a plan and you spent a lot of time executing these these strategic plans. And then now that you're going through this deployment, you're kind of back with your familiar territory. What's an example of, of a time where things honestly, it wasn't like they were uncomfortable. I'm talking about the knockdown drag outs where somebody said something, you lost your patience. Talk about a time where you really got uncomfortable and Things did not go according to plan. The hardest part of the deployment was actually the people. It was kind of a mix. Like we said, like it was Army, it was Air Force, it was active duty, it was National Guard, it was civilians. And there were some people on our team who kind of caused a lot of disruption and went behind people's backs. And that part really was hard to deal with. And at one point I had to walk out of a meeting because I was so mad at this one person because of what she had done and what she was doing to people on the team that I had to just step out of the room and take a break because of all the stress and the pressure that we were on. And when I left the Air Force, I remember in TAPS, I met with someone and he was like, what do you think about teams? And I was like, I hate teams. And then he dug in, he found out why, and it was all stemming back from the deployment and like the betrayal that I felt from the different people on our teams. So. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this for a second. Hopefully we can, we can touch on it lightly and draw some lessons from it. When you say that she went around your back and when you say that there was a betrayal there, can you talk about that? I mean, without violating OPSEC, can you talk about what happened? Uh, Yeah, she, well, one of the civil engineer I was deployed with, we shared an office wall with the female and the guy who were causing most of the disruption. And my, my counterpart came into the work at like 5 a.m., And at 6 a.m., the person came with a boss and told all these lies about 
me and about her and she was sitting there and she listened to the whole conversation and it was just a bunch of lies and it caused mistrust between everyone and so it was just it was nothing that really affected the mission but it affected the people which affects the mission overall and so it was just spreading lies and rumors and that was the hardest part of the deployment and i got shot at so <laughs> that was yeah. the hardest part <laughs> What's going on, knuckleheads? This is Chris Hoffman, CEO and founder of Vet Training Coaching and the host of the Ambitious Vet Podcast. Now, are you a, a knucklehead veteran out in the trenches right now making a lot of mistakes, trying to get those wins, but are just feeling stopped, stuck in a specific area of life? I want to invite you personally, if you're listening to this, to come join an elite team of ambitious vets in the trenches together with one mission and one mission only, is to uncover the landmines that stop our daily momentum and our consistent results in our life, in any year of life that matter most to us. As Stephen Cullen, the knucklehead himself said, come uncover your performance gaps and execute on what matters most in your life. Spots are limited. If you're interested, the application process is free. Visit vettrainingcoaching.com and I hope to see you soon. So there, there was somebody who I had a conversation with earlier today. So Lee Iacola said three things, three things, people, process, and technologies affect the effectiveness of whatever it is that you're accomplishing. And if you don't take care of the first thing, the other two don't matter. So exactly what you're talking about there is, is an example of a breakdown in communication, a violation of trust, which you need to exist when you're, when you're essentially you're operating at a satellite capacity where you're away from what your, your core mission, like you're, you're, you're talking about and not looking out for people's best interests, which that stinks, especially when you're staring down the barrel of six months worth of the exact same thing every single day. So people who are hearing that and don't understand the context, uh, Amanda, I appreciate you sharing that. That's, that's the pressure that you're under there. Um, so, so let's talk then about what happened after you, uh, after you decided to, well, you came back, what, what, what happened after that? Did you decide to get out? Did you decide to keep on going or, or what happened in your life then? My husband is currently in the air force and he actually moved while I was deployed. He got selected for school, um, which was a good thing, but made life more exciting. So I came back to like a box of stuff that he had left behind at my friend's house. He did a good job of picking out things that I would like. And I in process back into the base and then I out processed and moved and I my commander was dual military and so he was able to work with the assignments team and get me an assignment with him. So I was gone from November to November and then I moved in January to be with my husband. And then I was in for about two or so years and then I got out when my son was born. Well, congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah. Hold on. That's six years ago already then, right? Yeah. That, oh my. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about uh, just one real quick kind of personal struggle. So when people are separated for a period of time, right? Any, any period of time coming back and reintegrating and kind of acclimating and assimilating to life in this current environment, typically whenever you're, you're married or you're, you have a family, you're able to, that actually helps to, to make the transition easier. <laughs> Because you have somebody else to share that burden with. I mean, whatever you're struggling with, right, you can share that with somebody else. Now, you're both sharing the weight of whatever that is that you're having to go through. Now, with that person gone and that person not available, we're talking about 
life, that's a difficult thing to be able to wrap your mind around if you've never experienced something like that. So talk a little bit about what that did for your ability to deal with adversity and adequately kind of sidestep that and still be productive. My husband and I are lucky because, I don't know, we communicated a lot. Well, we were separated a lot. He commissioned a year before me, so we were separated that year, and then he was gone all the time for TDYs. And so we just learned to communicate, and we learned that the first like month back that there would be a little bit of conflict and readjusting. And so we know that we have to like take that time to adjust and give each other a lot of grace. But, I mean, luckily we didn't have kids. I say that when we were separated and we were both in, that it was inconvenient. But with kids, it makes a, a whole different dynamics. And that's why I left the Air Force, because it was just, it would have been too complicated. Well, hence, airman and mom, right? So in the remaining time, let's let's talk about that. I mean, how what was your expectation then getting out? Because you just kind of touched on what you're you know, you eliminate one of the distractions or one of the potential dynamics that can make things really difficult. So you remove it thinking everything's going to be okay, or at least you have that frame of reference or expectation. What happened when failure or, or that realization that this is not going to be as seamless as what you thought got slapped in the face? What happened? So I left the military. Um, my husband left for two months of training right after my son was born. So he was like two months old. And I lost my mind. Um, he stopped sleeping, like the world is falling apart. And I didn't realize when I was taking taps because they were so focused on getting a job. And I didn't understand why they were focused on that until after like years later, not while I was in the middle of it, but how I was also struggling with like losing my purpose of being in the military and being, and I thought that having kids would like fulfill me completely, but Babies are a lot of work and they don't really give you any good feedback. <laughs> They're like, it gets more fun as they get older. But in the beginning, it's like a lot of work and a lot of you giving yourself. And then I was going through that loss of who I used to be and who I was. And so so that's why I started a blog. That was more just to keep my sanity, not for business purposes. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. There's So in that discovery phase, right, where you have blips, uh, I mean, everything's kind of a fog as a parent who uh, went through a similar type of experience, obviously my wife had a completely different perspective because, you know, she carried baby. And I mean, she, I mean, every two to three hours, literally for the first year, it's, you get intermittent sleep and no, it's, it's crazy. She's actually a, she wrote a, a children's nutrition book based off of her experience with nutrition and, and everything else dealing with just how even what you fuel your body with, how that affects your, your ability to process information and then teaching those habits to your children. So obviously your children saw you go through this transition and as did your, your, you know, your husband, where did it come to you where now all of a sudden this blog or this, just this kind of therapeutic exercise had some, some tangible value out there in the market. Like talk about how that realization came about. It wasn't easy. I've quit a number of times. I got to stop you. Hold on. You've quit multiple times. And yet here we are having a, a conversation. Talk about the first time you quit. What was it that was screeching to a screeching halt? All that momentum. Talk about what that was. I got pregnant with my second son and I just had no desire to write. I had no desire to do anything. I just was like, I'm just going to be a stay at home mom and quit. I'm done. <laughs> this is fine. I don't, and it was weird. Like the whole pregnancy, I didn't want to write at all. And then 
right before my blog was going to expire, a random company reached out and was like, do you want to write a blog post for $100? And I was like, well, that would be stupid to say no, because that'll cover my cost of like blogging again for another year. So that's why I kept going. And wow. then, yeah. Okay. And then there's been a lot of pivots, not really so much quitting, just I was about ready to say, come on now, you're, give yourself some credit. You may have quit, stalled momentum, but you're forward, you're, you're going. I, you told me who just reached out to you and is going to be on your show. I, I don't want to share it or give away the secret here. But uh, okay, well, can you talk about that? Or can, can you talk about who just reached out to you? I mean, you went from quitting, right, or stalling to who just reached out to you to be on your show. Uh, the former secretary of the Air Force, Deborah James, which is really so exciting just to hear her story and so, yeah. so tell people about it tell all right so we've, we've covered a lot of of log jams along the way that a lot of people would say all right i'm about ready to have the the former secretary of the air force have an interview with me and this is going to be a great opportunity they would just fast forward to that and they would blast it all over social media not even talking about a lot of the things that you just discussed tell people about you tell people about your your show uh, your you know where can they find you what's the name of it have some plugs here this is your opportunity to shine some light on you so my podcast is called Women of the Military, and I also released a book called Women of the Military um, in June. And so I talk to women who've served in the military about their experience of being in the military. Um, and we cover any issue that they want to talk about, ranging, I've had people who've been rape survivors or sexual assault, to people who've deployed during combat or people who wanted to be fighter pilots and couldn't. Um, all different ranges from Vietnam to present day. The only thing that you have to do is be willing to share your story and to be a woman who's <laughs> been in the military. That's my discriminating factor. Well, I'll tell you what, there's there's probably some interesting scenarios that are going to be coming at you as times change and, and, uh, and people change. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to build on to it, but that's it. But I think it's a fascinating concept. One, because those stories don't get told too often. And when they do, I challenge anybody who's listening to this uh, podcast or who has walked through a museum who didn't think that they would be interested before they went through that museum, when they stop and they start hearing about the struggles that people went through at the beginning stages of being integrated at women in combat unit, whatever the case may be, there are some fascinating lessons to extract from, uh, from those stories. So kudos to you for, for doing that. What's, what's been a, a, just one quick learning lesson, just going through that entire process. To build a network of people, you can't do anything alone and you definitely will want to quit a lot more if you don't have people around you. One of the biggest benefits I've had is I have another female blogger who I actually haven't met in person, but she and I connected and we meet monthly to go over our struggles, to send texts, and we are the biggest encouragers and the biggest supporters of each other. And that has been pivotal in moving the blog forward. Isn't that crazy? And that's awesome. Uh, that's shared struggle the development of culture within the support network. That is, uh, that is absolutely pivotal. Well, I appreciate you. So how can people find you? What's the best way for people to support you, Amanda? My blog is airmentomom.com. And if you go on social media, it's the same thing, airmentomom, T-O, not the number. Um, and if you want to get my podcast, you can just do Women of the Military on Apple, Stitcher, all the other ones that I can't remember, but it's on there and you can find it that way. Fantastic. 
Fantastic. And you come out with new shows weekly, weekly, daily, uh, monthly. What, what are we talking about? What's your, what's your frequency? Every Tuesday at 6 a.m. a new show drops. That's awesome. That's awesome. Every Tuesday at 6 a.m. you can go find out a story about somebody in the military, but somebody who's, who's sacrificed the reasons why. Um, and I think that that's, I, I think it's incredible. So those stories are, uh, they're more often than not very compelling. You can draw a lot of leadership lessons and learning experiences from them and set the foundation for you to go out there and get your, uh, go get your day on, if you know what I'm saying. All right. So with that, then, Amanda, anything else that you want to uh, leave these folks with before we wrap? No, just I guess the last thing would be that everybody has a story and sharing your story is so important. I've had so many people tell me that their story is not interesting, and those are usually the best stories. And if you think your story isn't important, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's some commonalities between everybody's transition. The details is taking the time to stop and unpack the lesson through through that struggle. Uh, that's what knucklehead is, right? And that's what your story is is full of. And so people can kind of gloss over the fact or kind of be desensitized to uh, to that struggle and want to fast forward and, and uh, get stuck in the process of uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to circumvent this. I'm going to have a learning, a micro learning module here so I can, I can expedite my learning curve. Yeah, that's true. But when are you going to stop and slow down to realize that you've, you've screwed up, you've made a mistake and how that actually opened the door to another opportunity or open the door to a new perspective. And so we appreciate you and the courage that you have coming on the show, sharing some of your kind of your personal baggage, so to speak. Right. I mean, I think it's incredible. All of these struggles will lead to a breakthrough somewhere and somebody needs to hear your story. I was surprised to hear that I had some people reach out to me. They were listening to a podcast and when they reached out to me, they were on the verge of ending their life. And you completely don't even connect with how valuable your life is until you realize that whatever you're sharing does mean something to somebody somewhere. And so it's, it's, it's kind of incumbent upon us as content creators to actually go out there and tell those stories. So I take that responsibility pretty seriously. It's actually pretty cool. So I appreciate you taking that time. It's cool that your kids can watch you do it because they're going to apply this whole creative process. And now all of a sudden they're going to end up having their stories and their format and a new creative way to do it. And it's going to completely blow us away. So I'm excited for you, Amanda. Thank you. Well, everybody else, Knucklehead Podcast, we come at you every Tuesday also, not at 6 a.m. We're random throughout the day. But every Tuesday we come out with a new episode and you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on all the social media platforms. And you can check us out on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts as well. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Not Quite Podcast is where you're going to want to check us out. You can also listen to, whenever you're done checking out those episodes, Women in the Military with host Amanda Huffman. So appreciate you. Everybody else, we'll talk to you soon. Remember, don't be beta. Go out and get some wins. <laughs>